Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. Today, we're joined by Marcus Andrews, Principal Product Marketing Manager at HubSpot, uh, and we're going to just kind of dig in as from a practitioner's view, feet on the street, how product marketing is handled at HubSpot. Welcome, Marcus. Thank you very much for having me, Rebecca. All right. First, to give everybody some context, why don't you give us just that brief rundown of Marcus and how you got into product marketing? Yes. My name is Marcus. I'm a principal product marketer here at HubSpot. Uh, I have been at HubSpot for a little over four years. And before that, was at Google uh, for three years in sort of a go-to-market role. Uh, and how I initially got started was I was working on the services team at a startup called Wildfire. Uh, and I moved into kind of a sales enablement role. This was probably eight years ago. Um, and I just started doing, you know, I started doing the kind of work that looks a lot like product marketing today. So I was building decks. I was kind of telling the story of the product. Uh, I was working with sales teams in that way that, um, you know, to, they would bring me into the pitch to kind of really bring a product to life. And that was around the time, I think, when, I'm, when I was like, oh, this is really interesting work. Um, you know, what is this field actually? And it was, it was product marketing. It looked and it smelled like product marketing. Uh, so I moved into that in Google uh, when the startup got acquired. And then uh, four years ago, joined HubSpot to really, uh, really focus on that. Uh, so yeah, that's how I got into it. And I've been doing it for quite a while now. Awesome. So one of the things in my role here at Pragmatic and one of the things we see all the time is that product marketing is not always the same company to company. So why don't you tell us a little bit about product marketing at HubSpot and what areas in particular your group is focused on? Yeah, absolutely. So the way we think about product marketing at HubSpot is that we are really here to sort of tell the story of the product. Uh, and HubSpot is an interesting company because around, maybe probably around five years ago or a little bit after I joined, we really went through this big metamorphosis of being a really uh, marketing, marketing and sales driven company uh, to moving to be a product driven company. And so we had a really big investment in uh, the product and the engineering teams around four years ago. Uh, and we introduced, a, you know, a freemium business line. We, we went from um, just being kind of a point solution to having a full uh, suite of products to having a platform of products. Uh, and so all of this has happened over the last four years. And really the, the product marketing team has, has kind of evolved and been changing and adapting along this journey the whole time. Um, but the core thing that we, we really do is that, you know, we're marketers and we're in the marketing org, uh, but we're aligned to different product teams and different product lines. And we really help bring the story of that product to life. Uh, and that could mean a number of things, but it mainly comes through in, in great product positioning and messaging, go-to-market plans and product launches that we develop with the product teams and then bring to the larger marketing team and sort of turn into a, a launch event um, into a bigger product story than it would be without us. And we really focus on, you know, taking something that is kind of features and a combination of features and turning it into something that's really clear and defensible and interesting and a great campaign from a marketing perspective. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about how we go from features talk, feature speak to a product story or a brand story. What is your guys' process internally for that? 
it's a yeah, big so question. It's a big role. But <laughs> no, yeah, no, we think a lot about it. So, um, I mean, the first thing that we do with product teams a lot where I find myself getting more and more involved as years go by is that I think there's always this question of, um, you know, what are we launching? And like, what is, I guess it's a packaging question. So, you know, a feature will come out and it'll be interesting. But I think there's always a discussion to be had around like, can this be bundled with other features? Is there a bigger, more interesting story here to the market uh, that we could tell that's outside of just this one feature? And I think that is, that works pretty well, gen- generally speaking. There may be a, a feature that comes out that's just, you know, amazing and we can, we can launch it and it's interesting in and of itself. But for the most part, we'll start to combine things and we'll tell a story that's uh, larger than just the feature from like a market level. So it taps into some, I think that the key to making a, a feature launch interesting is it has to tap into some larger narrative into something that people just care about um, at a broader level. Uh, and as long as it's coming from, you know, based in, uh, in the product initially, you can tell a really great story that's product driven and it can be interesting on this like higher level it taps into like a larger narrative. So how do you validate that story that you're building for a launch that it's the right one? Um, that's a great question. I mean, the, we do, we should be more strategic. This is something where I think, I, I wonder if I, a lot of the other product marketing teams I talk to, I think face some similar challenges, um, but research and just being as strategic as possible. Uh, the nice thing about HubSpot is we have uh, great product teams with good uh, user researchers and UX designers and um, uh, product designers who will do a ton of customer interviews beforehand. So we generally know a lot about our target market and our customers going into something like this. Um, And then I think we look in the market for validation. You know, I think we always want to tell an interesting and unique and differentiated story, but we don't want to just make it up. You know, I think we're going out and we're looking to see what's happening in our space. I specifically work on our services uh, line of products, HubSpot. So it's important for me to know, you know, what are the trends and what are the big issues and what are people talking about events and conferences in this space? And I really, you know, do that by uh, talking to a lot of customers, reading a lot, you know, going to conferences, um, watching talks, and just making sure that I'm well-informed and I'm like my ear to the ground. Um, And then it's a lot of also research in terms of the, you know, under really understanding our audience, really understanding the market. And then maybe, you know, more and more too, we've also started to do message testing. So uh, we've got some researchers on our team who can do some cool kind of like multivariant um, uh, message testing. So if we wanted to, if we want to test a specific product name or a specific tagline, we can bring it to an audience of a few hundred or uh, so and, and hit different options versus each other. Um, we'll do that for, we'll save that for kind of larger launches. Uh, it's mostly just about being informed and, and doing your homework and really talking to customers and talking to the people you're trying to reach. So it's a lot about the, the information you get up front that helps you build the messaging, less, less so about testing it right away. Though, again, you do have options for bigger launches, which can combine both the, the qualitative and the quantitative approach to that, which I think is, is pretty exciting. Um, it's a it's a it's a great way of staying focused on being market driven. Yeah, yeah. To your point, though, there's definitely a lot um, you can do. You know, a launch is usually a specific day or a specific week or you know time frame. But um, 
often we'll start to introduce an idea into the market or like into our customer base beforehand. So if we know we want to talk about um, self-service solutions and, you know, we've got a knowledge-based product that's launching, we can start writing about that and we can start building that into our, you know, our content strategy uh, months or quarters beforehand. And, and it'll help us understand what people are interested in, you know, what people actually care about, what, what isn't working at all. Um, and that's smart. We don't always do that, but it's a great, great point. But I think you also make a good point about launches that um, in so many of today's, uh, when you have a platform as a product, you're releasing features regularly, constantly, sometimes on a daily basis. Yeah. But each one of those isn't necessarily a launch, right? There's sort of a difference between a release and a launch and, and what you put together as a package story. How do you guys map those two together? Yeah, so... Uh, that is 100% true at HubSpot. We have a big product team and they're constantly working on things. Um, and I think we've found over the years that you really do want to, um, to me at least, I think that when you have something that's really important, uh, it's better to kind of save your launches and put a lot of effort into them versus having something come. I've seen some, some startups and some companies do a launch every week, for instance. Mm -hmm. Uh, and to me, it like is interesting and exciting at first, but then it just turns into noise pretty quickly. Uh, and you've kind of cried wolf too many times, you know, it's like people are, are stop listening after a while. So, um, I think there's a balance that's unique to kind of every company for that. Um, for us, you know, our, it's a lot of our marketing team too. And so we want to activate, we, when we do a launch, we want our entire marketing team activated. We've found that if we can get everybody aligned and all the, the vectors pushing in the same direction, rowing in the same direction for a launch, it can have a huge impact. But to do that, there's really only support for that, you know, bandwidth to do one of those a quarter, probably. We can do one all-in massive launch a quarter and have 100% buy-in. So we would rather do that than try and fit in three or four and, and only get kind of buy-in. Um, so for us, we, ha we have that kind of built-in prioritization system um, there. And it just kind of forces you to also then be more strategic. So your product team could come to you and say, hey, we've got this really exciting launch that's happening in this month. And I can come back to them and I can say, all right, what if you combine those two launches you're talking about, we tie it into this more interesting narrative, and then we have more buy-in for that to do a larger campaign for the quarter. And that that's always really effective. Um, so I think that's one component. And then the other, the other component is just the impact of the, of the feature, the announcement of the launch, you know, um, which is usually like revenue impact, how many users it's going to affect, um, kind of the opportunity sizing of it was something that we're, we're trying to get better at to help us prioritize uh, how, we, how we address that issue. And what metrics do you guys use or, or do you guys use metrics to kind of determine which launches were the most successful? Um, most successful. Yeah. I mean, usually there's a revenue number attached to everything we do. Not necessarily there's, you know, we have a free product, which is super important. And then it's more of a uh, like free user acquisition. Um, but the, usually there's this, there's this bump that we see whenever we do a campaign that's been pretty consistent in my time here. Usually there's, uh, like a benchmark of uh, a good product marketing launch will, will equal, uh, like a certain amount of pop, you know, call it like a hundred percent increase over the like current numbers that you have. Um, so for us, it's mostly benchmark 
we try and benchmark our launches. And so, you know, cause not everyone is the same. Some will have more revenue, more like more of a revenue number. Some will be a user number. Some may be, you know, it's, it's an awareness thing that we're trying to do. Um, but we try and look at benchmarks across the launches and then say, all right, if this, this is the benchmark of a good launch, let's compare it to, to how the, the current one we've done um, is working out and then, and then see where it nets out. So uh, it's hard because the, metrics that we're tracking for each launch can be tough, but they're typical metrics. You know, it's, it's revenue, it's, it's users acquired, it's, um, it's reach, it's users activated. Those kind of numbers uh, we try and benchmark and then com- compare campaigns against each other. So as part of your launch plan to then, do you have a, a sort of sales enablement and sales training piece of it that your group handles? Yeah, absolutely. So recently, we've got uh, a few people who look after that full time who are closer to the sales team, people who uh, sort of came up through the ranks of the sales team. Um, but absolutely, it's, they're a really important partner for us. So we have a, we have, we put together sort of, I put together sort of a plan with that team. Um, so when a launch happens of a certain scale, there's, there's things that they expect from us and things that we expect from them. Um, so from us, it's usually like a lot of it is really driven by good video now. Um, so it's, you know, good internal training videos, demo videos that they can use that can hopefully be turned that easily used as an external, um, resource for the sales and service team. Uh, and then also just really clear information around pricing and packaging. I think HubSpot's now, uh, you know, a, a multi-suite kind of, um, platform company, the challenge a lot of the time is just like, how do we make this extremely clear for the sales and service teams, like how this impacts the details of different packages uh, and how pricing works and that sort of stuff. Uh, so we supply them with that information. I, I really like to get involved in, you know, team meetings and trainings and that sort of stuff and talk to the uh, sales and service teams too. Um, but yeah, usually we kind of supply them with that information and then they, um, bring those out to the sales and service team via the trainings and materials and like mechanisms that they've built to, to help get the team ready. You said that uh, on the flip side that you guys had expectations from, from them for a launch. What do those look like? Yeah. So those really are around uh, keeping um, kind of the external pitch materials up to date, you know, so that's another big challenge is I think, probably a lot of product marketers and sales enablement people face is that, uh, you know, I think the sales team really leans on us for good communication materials, but they're often like very quickly out of date. And so I think whenever there's a new launch, it's like, you got to go through, you got to make sure the core things are updated, whether they're product pages or pricing pages or, uh, you know, one pagers or internal resources. Um, so that's one component of it. Um, the other is just really like good, clean information. And so, um, you know, they, they will have a lot of questions usually, especially the sales engineering teams. I always like to, um, take all of the information and as a first step, get it out to our sales engineers, because they will ask every single question that has ever been thought of is related to the pricing and packaging or product details. Uh, and we use that as a way to just kind of pressure test it. And then, um, we've got really good, clean information. Uh, so those are two big things. There's also, um, depending on the launch could be a, uh, you know, a, like a product explainer video or a piece of brand content, um, uh, just depending on the launch, but usually it's those two things. It's, it's, it's external pitch resources and then pricing and packaging information. 
Well, and I would think that the the quarterly launches aren't only because you get fatigue in the market if you have continual launches, but I actually think it can be very hard for the sales team as well, right? To get their attention, to keep them up to date if we're just constantly uh, releasing new things to them. Um, you know, they're, they're running, trying to hit their numbers and, and build the revenue. I think that can be hard on them as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think we see that um, just like the marketing team and the, the sales team and the service team are very similar. They've got so much going on that if you can space things out, um, it helps them, but also you can get them way more excited if you say, look, this is the one thing that we're doing this quarter and we're going to give you a ton of direction and a ton of focus and everything you need to make this happen. Uh, you get that kind of alignment, especially when it starts at the leadership level. Uh, and you've got sales and marketing and service um, all aligned with whatever the product is building, then you're really product driven and you're really going to have a big impact with the, with the launch and the, and the product and the campaign. So at HubSpot, are the marketing communications resources sort of a shared resources that are outside of product marketing group or are they within the product marketing group? Um, what do you mean exactly? The communication resources? Like, like the marketing execution resources. Are those part of your product marketing team or are they a separate team that is a partner for you guys as you build out collateral and programs? Yeah, so there's a lot of, we have a ton of partner teams um, in our marketing org. So we've got a big marketing team and that includes, uh, yeah, communication team, a customer marketing team, design resources, uh, social media team. Uh, we have our HubSpot Academy team, which sits in marketing. And so all of these are partner teams for us. Uh, and usually, um, usually when we have one of these you know, P1 launches, kind of the, the highest priority, there's, a, there's already alignment from leadership. Um, but generally, we work with these teams to kind of, you know, we'll work with product, put together the plan, put together messaging, creative concepts, all the research. And then we do sort of this roadshow element where we'll go out to those teams, get them excited, brief them. Um, and then they're doing, you know, the actual uh, creative work or writing, writing the press releases and that sort of thing. And so uh, that's exactly the question I was going to get to is that what do you guys use to hand off all of that sort of product knowledge and market context that you guys have on your team to some of those partner teams? So it sounds like you do a roadshow. Do you have uh, documents that you use? Is there like a brief, a product brief or a launch brief or a campaign brief that you use to kick those off? Yeah. So there's always a um, sort of a launch plan and launch document and included in that uh, is all of the... Uh, at least the findings and insights from the research that we've done. Um, you know, there's goals that we've set with the product team. There is the messaging and positioning that we've built. There's information around the target market. So, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a tight brief that has everything that you would need as a customer marketing team, hopefully, or whatever team, to build everything that you were going to build to support the campaign. So uh, that, yes, that doc, there's always a doc for those launches, which is very helpful. Um, the wiki, we have a, a wiki that we use internally, which is super helpful for those launches as well, which usually mirrors a doc like that, um, but it's probably a little bit uh, simpler and has a little bit of inf more information for the broader company. Uh, we use Loom a lot as a tool. So, you know, let's say we need to brief a team, um, especially uh, globally or people, you know, who have like a larger team where it's harder to reach them and we want to do it asynchronously so that we can um, send them something that they can watch in their own time. We'll do a loom. Uh, those work especially well for, you know, demoing the product or walking someone through uh, positioning. Like a lot of the time, the, the 
that launch doc will include a like a, a, a deck with the messaging or a memo with the messaging. Um, so we use Loom as a tool. We definitely use docs. And then I think what's most effective is, uh, you know, going to team meetings. That still works really, really well just as part of a roadshow. So um, basically, you know, making the rounds to all the different directors on the marketing teams and talking to them and their teams uh, and just giving them a chance to ask questions and really absorb it and uh, understand it is works really well. Um, yeah. And then when we do get into kind of the launch cadence, we'll also often work with a, a project manager from the product team. I don't know how many product marketing teams do this, but me personally, I'm not a great project manager. It's just not, I was just wasn't born with it. Um, so it's really nice to have uh, someone who can come in with, you know, real project management experience and run kind of the, the launch pro project cadence. That's another great resource that we use. And then there's always some sort of um, like weekly meeting or biweekly meeting once we really get into the launch, um, uh, when we, once we get really close to the launch date that really helps keeps the teams aligned. So those are kind of the different tools and mechanisms we use. Great. And then, um, so you've been there four years. What in that time, I'm sure you guys continue to evolve and tighten up your launch processes. Is there one thing that in that four years that, that you discovered or that you added to it that you think was just really been uh, a, a key part as to why you've had successful launches? Um, this is a great question. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing, and I don't know if this is a, a lame answer, but I mean, the biggest thing is probably just focus and alignment. You know, the especially as we've grown, um, it's just so important to have, uh, you know, the team and your window of kind of opportunity and, and all the resources that you have aligned. Um, so we've figured out different ways of doing that. And it, it changes almost every year. Um, but at first, when I joined, it was a bit of every team is kind of doing their own thing. And we're going to have a ton of stuff going on all the time. Uh, and that becomes pretty unsustainable really quickly as you as you grow and get bigger. Uh, so we have figured out ways to just get way more organized and just really prioritize the things that we launch and the stories that we tell. And that has helped in a huge way. You know, we have um, our inbound conference every year, which is where we launch the majority of where we do a lot of launches. And so that becomes kind of the, you know, the focal point of the year for launches. But we launch at other times, too. Uh, but the way that we prioritize for that and how, how we kind of go into that season um, and focus has been the one thing that I think has just really, really helped um, uh, our marketing team, our product team, and HubSpot in general. You guys just did inbound like in the last couple of weeks, yes? Yeah. Yep. It was last week. So. Oh. Are you recovering? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. This is, I, took, I took Monday off, uh, which was a nice way to catch my breath. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was is a super uh, great event. We had a wonderful year this year. It's bigger than ever. Uh, we launched a lot of products. That was 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 great. Were you there, or was anybody from the team? Uh, not from our team, but one of our partners that we work with really closely. He was there, so he was telling me a little bit about it. He always gives me a good download, and I always want to go since I'm from Boston. I'm gonna get there. Yeah, you gotta come sometime. It's a blast. Yes. Uh, any big takeaways from not to flip conversations completely, but any big takeaways from the conference this year? Yeah, I mean, from a, a product perspective this year, it was really just about, um, you know, solving for the customer. I think like la probably the last two years, 
we've just launched more products than ever. Uh, it has been just, a, you know, we're in the stage where the, where the product and the, 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 the suites are have expanded so quickly um, that it's been, uh, you know, it's a lot for customers to download. It's a lot for our partners to download. It's a lot for us internally to download. And so this year has been way more about like, all right, let's not launch lots of good products. Let's, let's, let's launch, you know, great things and let's make what we have even better. Uh, and it was, it was really good for us, I think, as a way to just kind of refocus on the customer and the customer experience and really align on the things that are going to make HubSpot better. Like, you know, HubSpot needed to be faster and it needed to um, have better organizational systems and the, the, you know, the free tools needed to, to do more and be more usable and more user-friendly. And those aren't always the things that I think as a product marketer, you want to stand up and scream about, but they're super important and our customers care about them tremendously. So um, I think it's smart to use a year to focus on stuff like that every once in a while. And um, uh, that's what we did this year. So that was really kind of the focus for us. You know, and I think that's true, right? It's not as um, sexy a story to be like, and now we've gotten rid of some technical debt, uh, <laughs> right? But it is really important. And if you don't do that, and you just keep adding new things on top of that, that deficit and the and the debt really gets more burdensome on the customer. So I, I think that's a very smart thing. And I think sometimes doing less but doing it better is um, is a really good way to improve your products and uh, support your customers. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's tough as a marketer. I think you always want to be, you know, talking about what's new and interesting and exciting. But um, yeah, it's not always what the, you know, your, your customers are interested in, or it's not always what's best. And yeah, I think you're totally right. Doing less things better is really important. Yeah, I remember we were fixing one thing at a, a previous software company I worked with. And I was like, what am I supposed to do for a release? They like this feature no longer sucks. Like, I mean, it was hard, <laughs> but but it was such a difference when we fixed it. It's just not quite as compelling a story. <laughs> yep, definitely. Well, you know, I mean, your users will care though. It's funny yeah. how I think we put like, we put folders and workflows and how excited people were. Some people were about folders and workflows really blew my mind. So, <laughs> you know, the people who really care or use it a lot really care. So. Well, and I think in certain products and I think HubSpot is one of them. It's such a user word of mouth, community grown products mm-hmm. that, and really today, more and more with all products, you have to take care of those first. That is what is going to bring the new customers. Those kind of things that alleviate their stress points makes them bigger advocates and more vocal advocates of your product. Totally. No, it's very true. And like, I think, yeah, I mean, today, um, you know, every industry is so driven by word of mouth and online reviews and that like social proof is what people are, are looking for online and, um, yeah, it's just a comp- it's just a big competitive advantage if you can build your base of uh, advocates and people who really love your product. And what we've seen a lot of recently too is that, you know, part of the way uh, we've grown over the last three or four years is that someone will leave a job, someone will have used HubSpot at an agency, and then they will go in house to a, a startup, and the question will come up of of you know what what uh, CRM should we use, what marketing automation system should we use, what help desk should we use. And the people who've been using HubSpot, you know, in the past and had a good experience with it, it's a no-brainer for them to use HubSpot again. Mm-hmm. And so that is just another way of like, you know, you've, you've got to solve for your customers and really got to focus on them. But um, it, it's amazing to hear stories about people who are kind of taking HubSpot with them because they've had such a good experience. So uh, it's just another reason to really focus on that. 
I have to say of, of all the sort of big three marketing CRM, and there's probably more, but the big three that I think about, uh, HubSpot fans are truly the ones who are most passionate, right? The rest are like, yeah, it's good. I like it. It's okay. I could use either one. It doesn't really matter. But HubSpot fans are like, no, <laughs> no, it's this one. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's a good sign. You're doing good things over there. That means. Yeah, it's great. That is the kind of, st- when we hear that too, it gets us fired up. So uh, glad you've heard that as well. Yeah. All right, Marcus, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things today. Uh, if you could get our listeners to do two things differently tomorrow, based on what we talked about today, what would that be? All right. So the first is, um, so the first of your, your product marketer, if you're a marketer in general, I think we're really in this world of, uh, like everything you do has to have the voice of the customer in it. And I think I came to this reala- realization when I started working on our services product. Um, but today your customers are your best marketers. And if you as a marketer don't have the voice of the customer built into your product pages and your launches and um, you know everything you do, uh, your marketing is just not going to land as well as it did a few years ago. I think people today are very, I think trust is at you know kind of an all-time low today, and people are very weary of marketing. And everybody, every marketer on the planet is saying the same things. They're saying our our service is great, our product is great, and people look to your customers to try and cut through that noise. Um, and I just think it's still a big advantage. So, you know, if you can tell more customer stories, if you really can focus on your customers and the customer experience and then turn them into advocates and build them into your brand marketing, build them into your launch campaigns, uh, you're going to be more successful. So that is kind of, I've been on this kick for the last six months, a year. And I just think it's super important. I've been trying to do it more. We're trying to do it more at HubSpot. Um, so that would be my first. And then my second would probably be that, um, you know, we were talking about it today and maybe it's just because we were talking about it, but I think you, like the more you can prioritize your launches, the more that you can, you know, regardless of size of your company, the more that you can get everybody involved, everybody rallied around a product launch, you know, that hopefully combines lots of smaller features into a larger story that connects with a larger narrative and then take the time to do an amazing launch, maybe over the course of a quarter. but that alignment and focus and getting everybody on your team kind of rowing in the same direction just has a huge impact. And sometimes it's easy to, you know, you can move faster if you do all of this stuff on your own and, and, and do more work yourself. Uh, but just the impact you can have when leadership and your whole marketing team, your whole sales team, your whole product team is bought into one big launch, uh, it'll just 10x. It'll be bigger than anything you've, you've done before. So um, takes longer, you know, it can be a little bit frustrating at times, but the impact you'll see from it is just huge. So I definitely recommend that. So I have to say, encouraging people to be market-driven and to think about launches strategically are definitely two things that I can get behind and pragmatic right. can get behind. So 100% agree with those two items, Marcus. Awesome. And take the uh, pragmatic uh, product marketing course. <laughs> I mean, if you want to add a third one, that's a great one. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Marcus, so much for joining us today. Awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Rebecca. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.